Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Azito. All day, every day. Cook, Damien Cook. Damien Cook scores the try and that punctuates a perfect set. Here's Crichton. Stephen Crichton. Yes. What a try. Stephen Crichton. He just palmed away. Isaiah Tass palmed away the winger and he just did it all himself. Latrell Mitchell has just turned Crichton inside and out. I'm so sorry, Stephen, but he did that and they take the lead. Cleary, Edwards, Edwards gets the ball away to Crichton who picks up number two and gets a two-point lead back for Penrith. Stephen Crichton for a hat-trick, wants to get it, goes off him, plays at it, claims it. Crichton's going to claim a hat-trick. He's going to claim a hat-trick and possibly a Panthers victory. Sutton says yes. Who's coming through? Ball goes back. Latrell. Latrell Mitchell. This will be a try. Paddy Walker got the pass away. Heading for the try line. Tass. Isaiah Tass. Oh, the bunnies have stolen it. Oh, they certainly have. And, uh, gee, I tell you what, uh, Fletch and I were both very, very keen on them. Potential premiership candidates. They've got to be there. They are scrapping away. And just to keep in mind, the South Sydney side, have just knocked off the Penrith Panthers, the Premiers. No Totola, no Keon Kaloa Matangi. They are right there. This is Crunch Time brought to you by Azito. Powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings and before you dig. Don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. Have your say. You make the show. Call one 1170 The text 0457-736-736. I was going to start to my left, but I'll now start to my right. There is a... Um, what do they call those bloody things? I don't smoke. I've never lighter. smoked in my life. A lighter. A lighter. And just like Brian Fletcher, it's been placed there and you couldn't help yourself, Sats. you just got to <laughs> pick it up and play with it, don't you? That's my ADHD. Yeah. That's my ADHD. Yeah. How are you, guys? You just couldn't. Like, you <laughs> yeah, had to do it. He's literally on fire. It's yeah. a, he's a pyromaniac out yeah. there. Fletcher's like that, isn't he? He's a fiddler. It's a personality test. I reckon if you put that there and there'd be a certain amount of people. I wouldn't who, have touched it. You wouldn't, I know no. you wouldn't have touched it, AP. No. Like I've got but, a coffee cup here as well. It's not yeah. mine. I'd pick it up and see if there's anything in it. But you can't yeah. just pick it up. You have to flick it on and yeah. just have a bit of danger. Anyway, Scotty Sattler, how are you, mate? I'm really good, really good. Uh, went to the game Thursday night. Uh, what an atmosphere. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, I, I thought uh, South Sydney were they're doing their best to lose the game, to be oh. honest. They're, they're doing everything right. Everything was in their favour. They're playing tough footy. They just couldn't execute against a really good defensive side in Penrith. Yeah. But then that, that last six or seven minutes, it was, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous scenes out there. Crazy. Mm. A- a- so crazy. And, and Sats, we'll, we'll start with this because – and we'll get into it a little bit later on as well. But the scenes of that, so down 18-10, this is the Premiers. This is the team who um, who have gone eight or so games in a row with having scored two tries or less in a whole match. And the assignment for South was to score two tries in six or eight minutes. Mm. You know, and they did it. And on the eve of heading out back out to Redfern for your dad, yeah. Um, I don't need to set the scene because you can, but I would dare say... It was the fitting finish because all the players, all the past players, all the fans, and to use a pun, they were hopping into Redfern, weren't they? On the back yeah, of that they win. were. It was. Yeah. It was a really good scene. Yes, on the back of the, on the back of the the win as well. You know, the playing group were were upbeat. 
a uh, lot of fans there. It might have been fifteen hundred fans or so that turned up. It was a real, and South Sydney and Melbourne Storm, I think, do it better than everyone. Yeah. But anyway, they celebrate. You know, admittedly, Melbourne's only a very small history, but they do it really well. They celebrate their history and their players. And again, South Sydney put on an amazing, amazing morning yesterday. Uh, a lot of ex-players there, yeah. and uh, just fans that have been fans. There was a lady there that was wearing a jersey that she got given to her on her fortieth birthday, and she's ninety. Oh. Um, there's, there's, there's a lady at the, at the game on Thursday night. She was 90 years of age and she was going to her first live game. Wow. Latrell Mitchell before the game was walking around the field, walked up through the grandstand, bare feet. Someone said, oh, there's a lady up there, first live game. Went up and got a photo with yeah. her before the game. And that just sort of transversed into the next day. It was a really good scene. Um, He's had more farewells than the Queen, the old man. <laughs> but, um, but it was, yeah, it was a really good touch yesterday. It was outstanding. Ray Martin was the MC. Yeah, I saw He's Ray, mad yeah. South Sydney fan. Yeah. And Andrew Abdo from the NRL and Peter Volandis were there just um, to pay their respects on behalf of the NRL. But the fans were the, you know, the, the true Rabideau fans that were there that have been there for so many years are outstanding. Sats, so can I ask you a question? And maybe it's a personal question, so feel free not to answer it. But it's been such a, a long um, – Heavy, I would imagine, from a family point of view, a um, couple of weeks. My guess, and I, and I can't speak for you, but my guess is that yesterday would have been very enjoyable. You know, the dust has settled a little bit and it's not so close to the passing and, and it's at Redfern Oval. And Am yeah. I right in saying that at all? It or? was. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you are losing are using a lot of puns with it when you say to let the dust settle. Oh, I did. Oh. I'll tell you. No, I didn't. Yeah, that's, that's a bad one. Yeah, thanks for no, it. No, I didn't mean that. Yeah, just, just, I didn't mean that. Just try and bury me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I'll, I'll talk about the ashes and dust in a second. No, 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 not <laughs> dust. Dust and ashes but, um, are completely different things, by the way. Uh, but it was because this is something that Dad wanted. And yeah. Dad wasn't a guy that liked a lot of attention. But in saying that, uh, about three years ago, I, I remember about 10 years ago, we were mucking around once and I said, oh, he said, oh, if ever you, you passed away and you had got cremated, where would you like your ashes to be spread? Yeah. I said, dad, on the headland at Cabarita Headland in the northern New South Wales. Yeah. Oh, okay. What about you, daddy? He goes, oh, I'd love to have some of that spread on Redfern. I wonder if they'd let me. I said, oh, I reckon there's a fair chance they'd probably let you, dad. And he goes, oh, yeah. So about three years ago when he wasn't as, his memory wasn't as vivid as what it was with general, uh, general inquiries and general um, memorials. But um, memories, I should say. But um, but everything about South Sydney was really, really clear yeah. within his history. He said, oh, you remember, remember, Scotty, when we were talking about one day, he said, oh, whenever that day comes, I wouldn't mind having some of mine on Redfern. So when he passed and he always wanted to be cremated, that's when I got in contact with Mark Ellison and he just made everything happen, both yeah. he and former player Shannon Donato. They just made it happen. And Blake wow. Solly, it was outstanding. It was great. So, yeah, it would many would think it would be fitting for me to – to spread the ashes, yeah. but I thought, no, yeah, being Redfern, yeah, I think what was what would be, I suppose, more surreal would be his teammates do it. So George Piggins and and Ronnie Cooten and Bobby McCarthy were there. So we called them down, and then the current playing squad, they did it out around the northern end of Redfern Oval, underneath the goalposts, and the players formed a bit of an arc. Mm. And anyway, um, Bobby McCarthy spread some, and then Cootie spread spread them. Up high, so the wind was able to get underneath them. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about the dust. Yeah. So the ashes went straight into the faces of a few of the players. Yeah. And I said, Oh, well, that's a bunny's baptism. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's right. Which is the player who is still clearing his face as he was walking back to the chairs, Cam Murray. There's your Clive Churchill medalist. There you go. Jersey yes. 13 gets yeah. all the ashes in his Gee, face. Imagine, uh, can you just imagine the story if Cam Murray. 
And the bunnies win, and the number well, thirteen you know is a Clive. He's one of the most unselfish people, my dad. Yeah, and he, I think he coincidentally ensured that he passed away in twenty twenty three, which is the Chinese year of the rabbit. Oh, is it the wow. Chinese year of the rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, it's, there is a big feel about that, <laughs> oh. and. And could it be against the Roosters? Mm. Could it be against what the Roosters? My hair's are standing where... up on my legs. Yeah. When they're on my legs, that's they're standing up. Wow. What about those scenes where Bob, Bobby Mack is trying to um, bend down to put the ashes down, but he's done his back from being the pallbearer because <laughs> a coffin was too heavy for him? <laughs> I told you that story, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. No, I didn't hear about that part. Oh, no. So at the funeral, <laughs> yeah. we had to get the casket out of the back. It was a South Sydney South Sydney casket Ooh. with his half rabbit and all that. Anyway, we had to get the casket out. So two grandsons at the front, Bobby and Cootie in the middle, yeah. and myself and my son, Jack, the other grandson at the back. So we get the casket out. As we're walking, before we even get into the, the chapel, where there's a lot of people in there, yeah. Cootie goes, because Ron Coot's nickname Solid, because yeah. he used to walk around the dressing shed with no no shirt on the dressing room. He's going, oh, look how solid I am. Look at my muscles. <laughs> so they call him Solid. So anyway, um, he goes, Oh, F, Sol. I've done me F and back. <laughs> and Kitty goes, oh, what about you, Mackie, you soft? Like, <laughs> so they're sledging each other yeah, across, yeah, yeah. across the body while we're going into the church. Oh, it's very funny. And, and very you know funny. what? You do need a bit of that. Like, I, I know it's a heavy time, but you need a bit of that lightheartedness. And, that, and your dad would want exactly that. And, and a special shout-out, too. I'll take this opportunity to uh, my in-laws, uh, all the Smiths out there who – um, you may recall Wayne Smith. I think he's the third most capped magpie of all time. Well, he's my father-in-law, but his brother passed away about 12 months ago, Rod Smith, who he himself played a lot of games for Western Suburbs. But he met this young lady at a wedding. Elka Smith, a German. He meets her at a wedding, and she gives up everything in her life to move out to Australia for Rod, who, lovely, lovely man. They never chose to have kids. And unfortunately, 12 months ago, Rod passed away. And Elka and the greater Smith family, my wife's family, you know, Wayne, Lynn, uh, and the greater family, they've done such a great job to make her so part of, without having any blood relatives in this country, they've gone to such a big effort to, not even an effort, it was natural because she was very much part of the family. And sadly, she passed away a couple of nights ago. And it knocked, the hardest part is, you know, like she had been very, very sick and Part of you is very um, thankful that she's now in peace and she's now with Rod, which is fantastic. But it knocks your kids around mm. and everyone around. Your wife and the was loss. very close to her, wasn't she? Yeah, but just yeah. getting back to what you were saying, Sats, where your dad wanted his ashes to be spread on Redfern Oval. And we're getting a lot of people because Elka Smith, and rest in peace, beautiful lady, she used to work at the NRL and she's an infectious sort of character and, and, and people from the NRL – are reaching out to me saying, well, we'll see you at the wedding, at the, um, my apologies, the funeral. But she doesn't want a funeral because she's never wanted the fuss about herself. And all she wants is her family, direct family, to be in her home and Rod's family home and to celebrate mm. as if they were there, you know. And, and and that's their wishes. So do as you please. So rest in peace, Elka Smith. Um, and we appreciate all the support as well. So a heavy, heavy... Uh, weekend, it seems, a week for all and sundry. AP, we haven't actually formally introduced you today. <laughs> Hello, boys. Now, now, I've worked out with this bloke, Sats. He is the – he's a 1,600-metre horse mm-hmm. who they just keep placing him in 1,200s. We do a two-hour show firstly for Crunch Time. Yeah. Then we move on to 
let it ride. Yep. And this bloke here, he's just the <laughs> listener and him are just wanting more. They're yeah. wanting further. Yeah. AP, hey, how are you? Good, mate. Don't want to overstay my welcome. Uh, <laughs> no. no, it's been good. And you talk about that Thursday night game, and I just remember leading up to that, I'd written the story that the Bunnies were in for Jack Wyden. And where would he play? He'd probably play left centre. You can just imagine the bloke, the incumbent in that position, their head would be custard, right? You're yeah. just thinking, hang on, this is where I'm oh, playing tonight. Yes, yes. This is This is my opportunity to do something. And then all of a sudden you're hearing we've got an international New South Wales and Australian representative who could be coming to this club and it's my spot that he's going to be taken. And then they need two tries to win. They score one. They pull within uh, a try of winning the game. Who scores? Mm. Isaiah Tass. Uh, left centre. Left centre. I wish I had thought – I'm not a commentator who you know predetermines what I'll say, but if I could, mm. when I called the try and Isaiah Tass scores the try, you'd punctuate it with – and Jack White and who, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah Tess yeah. says Jack White and who. 100%. You yeah. know, so, so um, it's, it's an interesting play, mm. Jack White. Yep. It's a lot of money to spend on a centre in this day and age. You think about the Bellamy sides yep. that have won and, you know, they've saved their pennies in that position. It's, it's yep. a very interesting call. Yeah, absolutely. But all of a sudden you add him to that back line and, oh, my, like oh. that is something else. And then – you're going to have, you might be missing Damien Cook yep. um, at, a, at a pinch, maybe Katie Walker. Um, you know, you go, those guys go out and all of a sudden he comes in during the origin period. Wow. I mean, yeah. you, you talk about the, uh, the sombrero with the, uh, the, the joint over the road, the roosters, but that's, that's sort of looking like a South sombrero all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Isn't it? And they've pinched the sombrero. A hundred percent. Do you know, and this is going to be interesting how it plays out because South are really confident being a, a proud Indigenous club. He's got really close friends there, of course. His wrestling partner in Latrell and yep. Damien Cook from Origin. He's got some really good connections there. Yep. Uh, and to be able to play centre in a side that's always going to be in and around the top four, a threat to a premiership, is really appealing. Yep. So South are really confident through the links, mm. through his, his mates, the Indigenous touch as well. His ability to work in the Indigenous community and, and doing a lot of the programs with South Cares and then also be paid really good centre money, not five-eighths yep. of fullback money. So you've got to remember the NRL have got a price, a basement price on every player that they think they might accept. Yep. Now, But if you're being, being signed as a centre, you can't expect seven figures, which you won't get. On the flip side of that, Canberra Raiders and the connection that they've got with Jack Whiten and the connection that Ricky has had with Jack and Jack basically is – is like a son to Ricky. Ricky will be, Ricky believe Ricky and the Canberra Raiders believe that if he's true to his word, that they'll announce his signing next week. That's really interesting, Sats, because they had a meeting with him early in the week, and Jack told him that he was staying. This is obviously before he flew up and met Wayne Bennett. Before yep. um, he caught up with Latrell and also South officials. There's so many interesting aspects to that story. Obviously, financially, like they can't compete, right? Yeah. If that's his motivation, then he's not going to South Sydney. Yeah. But Latrell Mitchell, who is his really good mate, has shown that you can live in the city and still live, you know, that rural life. Oh, as the Tari. Well. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. So they, whenever their schedules allow, South allow him to go back up to the farm to do whatever he does to check out his cattle. Because Jack's a real country boy mm. as well. And that's why for so long, that's been a really good fit in Canberra. He hasn't had to do the city life. So potentially that could appeal in that, you know, he can still live in the city, but 
you know, head escape. back whenever he needs to yeah. and escape. Um, it's the first time that Jason Dimitru and Wayne Bennett, who's been mentoring him for all these years, have gone for the same player as well. Is that is this the first time? Yep, yep. Wow. First time that they've actually done that. Um, and again, the selling points are just so different because Wayne will say, I want you to come in and I want you to play with me. And, you know, we see you as this player, our marquee, et cetera, et cetera. If he goes up there, he only gets one year of Wayne Bennett mm. before that succession plan kicks in. And then Christian Wolf takes over the side. So they only get one year under Wayne Bennett. So that's a factor. Um, the money is better than what it is at South Sydney, but it's not the $4.4 million that's on offer from the Raiders. And the Raiders actually, what they did is they, they took that offer to head office, to the NRL to just say, we're putting this on the table. So if he takes, you know, a ridiculous amount less elsewhere, that needs to be investigated. Yep. So, but my, it puts a spanner in the works with that argument when he yep. when he plays as a centre. Yes, because he's that's on, a lot of money. That's a lot of center, money for a centre. Yeah. He's on centre money. Yeah, top centre money. And he could argue, Sats. He could say, "Look, um, I know that everyone wants me to play five eight. That's where I've been playing for the last eight years, whatever it may be. But I'm looking for longevity in my career, and I want to give it my best. And I believe that those years may be at centre. So that that could be." Viable sets, and I, I know you've spent a lot of time with South in recent times, so there would be a natural sort of lean towards them. But do you know what? I, and and Sugar, be sorry to cut you off. No. As much as I would love him to go to the team that I've followed ever since I was born, South Sydney, just to make them stronger. There's also part of me that wants Jack Whiten to be the reason that Canberra make it back to the top four. Yeah. And be the player that is able to be a recruiting tool for the team as well. We, we want to go and play with a player like Jack Whiten because he's not going to focus on origin. It's all going to be about club footy. So what would you tell Jack? If, if Jack came to you as an advisor, Sats, and you look into the rearview mirror on things you've done and conversations you've had and, you know, general life, uh, the finances play a part as well, of course. You know, his partner, is she from Queensland? She has links to, to, to Queensland, yep. So that's part of the appeal of going up there. Um, I mean, obviously, the... You can't overstate, understate the the friendship with Cottrell. So their mothers are related. They're right? both proud Wiradjuri men. Like they were, you know, inseparable when they went up to the World Cup. Like um, I cover a lot of the boxing stuff. They share the same management. Whenever there's a boxing thing in town and they're free, they're always there. There's and too many parallels, out. isn't there? Yeah, they're all yeah. over the place. Yeah, and yeah. and it means a lot in rugby league because of it does because as you know, as players, it's it's. It's the next, whatever it may be, the, the legal su supplement that you can take. Everyone takes it or, yep. or something that you know, there's the shiny new toy. Everyone follows it. So rugby league, you can be very impressionable as a rugby league player, very easy during your career. So there's so many parallels with the South one. If you say to Jack, you, your question to Jack is, what do you want to, what does your legacy want to be when you retire? As a player, what's yep. it want to be? And he said, I want to win a premiership. Yeah, but you're one of a group of, you know, 20 or 25 players that play in that club to win the comp. When you're at Canberra, if you're a one-team player your whole career, you could go down as Canberra Raider, one of Canberra Raiders' greatest ever players if you go through and win a comp and you're the big reason. So what do you? what's so important to your legacy? Is it to be, you know, a, a greater influence in the Indigenous community? And by doing that, by going to South, I can play a bigger role in Indigenous communities with their programs. What's your legacy? That's yeah. That's where you make the decision. What, what so, are the, the four-year contract? What are yeah. the four years after that four-year contract look mm. like for you? Yeah. And, and the thing is where people go, I want to go there to win a premiership. Well, I reckon if the actuaries at the bookmakers or just mathematical experts said, okay, I reckon every player in the competition, if you price them up and said, okay, here's your chance to win a competition in the next four years, 
most players, like 95% of players, so you maybe take a Cleary out, will not win a competition or they wouldn't be priced to win a competition in the next four years. That's a good way to put it. They wouldn't be priced to. They wouldn't be priced yeah. to. Look, one team may win two of those competitions. They're not easy to bloody win. Yeah. They're, they're not. So you can't just turn up for a premiership. Yeah. I know he wants a tilt of it. It's, Jesus, yep. hard. It's, it's, look, he'll have a red hot tilt if he goes to the Rabbitohs. So in speaking to people, or, or, you know, in doing a bit of research on this, like basically the Raiders, despite the fact he told them he would likely stay like less than a week ago, they're almost resigned to him leaving now. What's yep. he got for your sets? Well, when you talk about the parallels that AP was just throwing up, straight away I thought, I thought he'd, you know, I really thought he'd start Canberra. I really thought that he'd be a one-team player. They really pressed, so they said, Scotty Sattler, we need to know where he's going. What, what would you answer? My gut's telling me South. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're the yep. same AP? South, yep. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't end up there now. Okay. Um, Reptile's going to be off the bit. He's going to be loving this uh, all day. <laughs> um, I do like this. Uh, what was he? What did he used to call me? This is Rooster Man. But he says, Worm... Uh, which me. is you. Yeah. He says AP, which is you. He says the Mad Russian, which is you. So there's only one name two left. Mad Russians That's good. Oh, yeah. I'm normally the Mad Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only one name left, and I'm not a Mad Russian, so it can't be me. He says Chief Wiggum. Clancy Wiggum. He said you blokes haven't oh. got long until the first at Mornington. Race one, number five at Morph. Uh, race number one. Race one, number five at Morphville, and race six, number six, God give them strength, says the Rooster Mongrel. Uh, hi, lads. Are you running a club? Are you resigning a junior like Tass on 300K or spending 850 on um, with Whiten? His track record, well, it says Andrew. That That's a great question. You know, like it's it, – it's, can you justify that 550 extra? Interesting that some players have got this mental barrier about like even the $1 million mark. Like I've heard of a couple of players who've said, I want to take like 900 and something because that way I'm not a million dollar man, mm. like, you know, because they, it comes with pressure yeah. and he's not going to be the man there. Like, you know, Latrell can be the man, Cam Murray can be the man, Damian Cook, Cody Walker. He's just part of a... He might a, not a, like, yep. as, as you say, he mightn't like it. Yep. Yeah. Being, being the Pied Piper. Is eight fifty the money at centre? That's a lot of money for no, a centre. No, well, I think that that would be by the end of once you average it, it out, because it wouldn't be that in the first couple of but years. But you're signing him as a centre and you're explaining to the NRL that he's a centre. Yes. But if Cody goes down, he's the first number six. If Latrell goes down, he's the first number one. Yep. So really, he's, he's the perfect place yep. for a number of positions. AB, hey, can I ask you a question? And and. To be brutally honest and transparent, I don't know if things have changed, but they hadn't when I last brought this up. Why can't every single contract just be averaged out for the purpose of the salary cap? So if you sign, so they're talking about, and I know there's ratchet claws with things going up, but in the instance of Jack White, they're talking about 800, 800, and then it goes a million, a million. So it's 3.6 over four years, right? Shouldn't it just be 900 a year in the cap? I reckon I actually like the way it is because it all comes down to the dark arts of salary cap management. Yeah, but then, then and, it's not, and, that, that defeats the whole – the dark arts defeat the whole idea of having a salary cap in the first place. No, not necessarily because those players will still be in. Once you put all your top 30 in and your development players or whatever else, they have to come to a finite number. And as long as it hits that number or is just below, 
then I say pay on. That's good. And it's, it's not. An, a, it's not. And, and look, we've we've seen it in the past. I reckon Canterbury is a perfect example where they've said when Des Haslow is there, this is our premiership yeah. window, and we are going to pay these guys yep. massive unders in the first part yeah. of their year, like for a three, tilt, for a tilt, and we hope that we break through the window and we win, and we'll worry about the issue in two years' time, and that's when the drama happens. So, like, this is not a, a crack at Greg Eastwood, but he he went on something like from. 300 to 850 in the space of a season. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Like that, that discrepancy, but that means that Canterbury have got to offload players as they had, as they did in order to match it up in the back years of that, that deal. But Dragons 2010, poor old Steve Price takes his team on his one a comp and these massive contracts that weren't there in 2010 when they win the comp, you know, but, like I, I just think that, but that, they are manipulating the cap. Like if we're going to, are we having a cap? Or we're not having a cap. It's just like budgeting at home. Yep. Yeah, but if we're having a cap, then we're having a cap. There's no manipulation where you get, you know, that that's my personal view. I, I don't like the fact that, you know, every few years there's three or four teams who it's their tilt year to have a cop. Well, then why have we got a salary cap? Just the whole idea of a salary cap is that every year everyone's on an even terms. But back-ending Heavily back-ending contracts Hurt you is, later. is, is back-ending yeah. headaches, basically. Yeah, I get that. But – there are ways and means. Like if, you know, if all of a sudden you say to that, that player who's on a, a too much money, mate, go somewhere else. We'll subsidize you or you're playing reserve grade. But yeah, what do you think the, gun coaches, sorry to interrupt, but what do you think gun coaches are? Okay. I'm out of here now because they know they they've had the tilt and then they go, okay, I'm going up to Newcastle, for example. But, but the dragons got that premiership in the end. The problem is when you don't, when you, when you play that game, yeah. And not everyone can do it. And then you've got all of these problems and you haven't had the success that you hoped. Your window is closed and you've got all of these back-ended contracts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, have your say. Have your say. one 1170 Text 0457736736. We disagree, which I think is great. It's very healthy. If the, if the whole world agreed, uh, geez, vanilla ice cream would sell out well. Uh, Crunch Time brought to you by Azito Powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings and... Before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. Call one 1170 to have your say. Text 0457 736 736.